supporter. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, Pietty wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. Actually, she bought my first, my first pair of dumbbells, my, my bench, and I had a kettlebell. That's all I had. I had a dumbbell, a bench with 300 pounds, and a kettlebell. That's how my training started. Mm. And she bought that. That's something I wanted to do, and she just been behind it. We weren't even married at the time, and... She bought that for me, and it just grew from there out of my basement. Actually, grew together. That's right. for sure. We grew together. Right, yeah, and a sure. lot of people don't understand, you know, having somebody strong next to you while you're building. She let me be me. Right. Instead of, like, judging who I was, she knew who I was when we first met. She knew I was this wild individual that always said whatever, and it never was a problem. So she knew what she was getting into when we met, so... It wasn't nothing like that. None of my biggest, like I say, it wouldn't be no P80 or me without her. Mm. What up, though? It's Calvin with the Stab Lab Podcast. Look, I want to shout out to Vara Juice for sponsoring this episode. I need y'all to do me a favor and go check them out as soon as possible. They got plenty of locations and they got some of the best fresh squeezed fruit juice I've ever tasted in my life. Make sure y'all say Calvin sent y'all and get y'all a little discount. Yo, 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 yo. What's going on, everybody? This is Calvin with the Stab Lab Podcast. And I appreciate everybody for rocking with me 1,000%. Um, my goal and my, pur- my purpose is to help everybody um, be better people, man, to learn, to grow, and change in the way we think on a daily basis. First, I want to shout out my sponsors, uh, Varo Juice, for sponsoring this episode. If you do want to be a sponsor or a brand ambassador, just hit me at stablabnetwork.com, or you can hit me at Gmail or uh, Instagram at stablabnetwork, of course. Um, but today, man, I, I, um, I have somebody very special here with me, a guy who has helped me start my fitness journey. Um, he's a a guy who's uh, been through a lot of trials and tribulations, but he's still here. Um, he's a father, uh, a man that holds many titles, man. Uh, one of the best trainers, coaches, athletes in the state of Michigan. Um, a dad, a football star. Um, now the new strength and conditioning coach at Lawrence Tech University. Um, like I said, just a great man, a central um, high school uh, graduate, a 1996 Hillsdale College gradu- graduate. Um, let's give it up for Chris what P80 training, man? How you feeling today? All right, all right. <laughs> I hope I got all of that right, man. Yep. Uh-huh. I hope I got all of that right, man. Well, we, um, I just stepped down from Lawrence Tech. Oh, you so, did? Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. We, we moving on a little bit. Okay. Well, that's cool. I mean, you know, it was a you know something different for you. I'm, just something to do. Well, I wouldn't say it was just something to do to add to my resume. Okay. Um. So before we get into it, man, I just uh, wanted to, you know, tell everybody, you know, through 2023, I know that we all learned a lot. And I've learned a lot and I've just been reflecting on, you know, what I've been through this year, how I've grown and the things that I've seen. And I'm learning just to let go and let God. And it's like one of the best things and the decisions that I've decided to do um, because my life has been better, man. And I see things a lot clearer. I move a lot different. And I just want to tell you all for 2024, man, if you haven't done anything in this year or learned anything in this year, I think that you need to take that into 20, uh, 2024 and just grow from it, man, and be better and, you know, want to be a better person and, you know, just want to grow. You know, that that's part of life, man. But I do have a, a couple icebreaker pop questions for you before we get into it, man. Okay. Um, I'm just going to ask you uh, one question and you just you can give me one answer. Okay. Uh, Starting with number one, faith. Believe in it. Believe in it. Two, goals. Be the best ever. Okay. Three, P80 Angie. My dog. My dog. <laughs> um, four, friends. Very limited. Mm. And five, support. 
very limited. Mm, okay. I like those answers, man. So what do Huff like to do? I know you um, – Well, I will say what I like to do. Everybody know I love my family, so I spend a lot of time with my grandkids and my wife, and, you know, my sons work for me. So I spend a lot of time with my family. I would say people would find it weird. Fun for me is being around my track kids. That's okay. my fun time. That's what I call fun for me. Coaching track is like my passion. You know, um, training is my job. It's what I do, which I really love. But being with the track kids is probably like my fun. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's my fun. That's what you enjoy doing. That's what I, was... I enjoy, yeah. Mm, okay, that's good. So, you know, this just has been something, a part of you since, what, 2010, correct? No, um, oh, 90, 1995. Oh, okay, 95, okay. So take me back to, you know, you starting in 95. You graduated in 96 from Hillsdale, um, correct? Well, I graduated December of 95, walked in 96. Okay, you walked in 96, okay. Yep. So give me your mentality of, you you know, you leaving football and you joining um, the coaching. Well, leaving football, <laughs> when you play football, play when you, when you play football, that just don't leave you. You got to find something that's um, that's still competitive. I needed something that was still competitive. I was still out here trying to feel out and figure out what I wanted to do and all that, and I needed something competitive. i always been good, you know, with this. Um, my degree was in kinesiology, you know, and this is what I wanted to do. So I kind of started building this just to be competitive, to say I wanted to be the best at this. So anything I do, I want to be the best at it. I don't just want to do it. So when I said I was going to do it, I said I wanted to be the best at it, so I started building it. Okay. Um, how did you come up with P80? Was that awesome? Um, 80 is my college football number. The P is for performance, so we're a performance-based gym. Oh, okay. I don't think a lot of people knew that. No, nope. 80, okay. uh, 80 is my college football number. Okay. So coming from you being a contractor, you know, doing uh, landscaping yep. um, and things of that sort, how did you convert over to owning your own gym? Because I know you well, was doing it in your basement. Yep, it yep. was in my basement. Well, landscaping is something it, – it helped keep money in my pocket. Um, I, don't, I don't know if everybody know. Everybody know the LaFontaine's as the, the car dealership people. Mm. But the older brother ran a big landscape construction company. And that was the, the family that supported me all while I was in college. Oh, wow. Last year, high school, that was my job. Okay. So they taught me the, the trade of that, not just cutting grass. You know, I did brick pavers, retention walls, golf courses, building parks. You know, we was in a deep, they're a big company. So that's kind of what I did. And so... When I graduate, you just can't be a trainer. Right. That right. doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get into that. <laughs> that doesn't happen. We're going to so get into that. I still work for them. I was a manager for them, so that's what I did. I was in the landscaping business for, for a long time. Okay. So did the, the trainer aspect always been in you since, so, since football? Yep, I started, right, right. yep. I started in 95 in school in, at Hillsdale. You know, I'm training some of, the, um, some of the, uh, my friends that was there on the track team and kind of build it up from there. Okay. Yep. So, um, what do you? How do you normally prepare for? But before we get into it, man, mm-hmm. go ahead and let them know. You know who Huff is. You know where they can find you at and stuff like that. Before well, we get too deep, well, into it. everybody know my name. My name is Christopher Huff. I own Performance Eighty Fitness. Um, you can find me at Grizzly Performance Eighty on Instagram. Um, all my all my stuff is pretty much Grizzly Performance Eighty. Um, on Twitter is just my name, Christopher Huff. Okay. Um, how do you mentally prepare for today? Because you just told me you get up at four thirty in the morning. At four, actually. Four. That's that is crazy. Man. I just start getting up at five o'clock in the morning, and it's killing me. Well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, you're talking twenty twenty eight yeah, eight years of doing it, so it's like routine now. But I wouldn't say I'll be prepared. It's just like it's my routine. Mm. I get up. Um, I wouldn't say I need an alarm or nothing like that. I pop up, get up. I'm on 10 when I first wake up in the morning. So I'm, I'm happy to get up and get in my car and go to work. Mm. So I'm happy about being here. Because if anybody come in the gym at 4.35 in the morning, 
I'm on 10 that early in the morning. You are. I'm happy, playing. I'm, happy, I'm happy to be here. Mm, so how do yeah. you keep that drive and that motivation? You got to be happy at what you do because if I wasn't happy doing this, I wouldn't do it. So if, if anything, anybody doing anything, if you find it's miserable to get up, you hate it. Don't do it. Mm. So I'm happy. It feel like I haven't worked a day of my life. I'm 50 years old, and it feel like I haven't worked a day of my life because I wake up every morning like, man, I'm happy to get up and do what I do. It doesn't feel like work. It's crazy. I get paid to do something I like to do. And that's crazy. Yeah. How do you feel your sons following you in your footsteps? Man, it took a minute. It was a road. You know, I didn't know who I was going to lead this to and who who wanted to do it because my sons always said that I want to find my own way. I don't want to do what you do. You know, and it took a minute. And my oldest finally took on that. He's part owner of the business. Okay. And my youngest still finding his way. So he probably end up, end up getting more involved in the business. But they never wanted to do it. They didn't want to do what I did. So they wanted to do something else. They did something else, and it led them back. And now my son is part owner of the business. Shout out to your son, man. Yeah. Most definitely. Okay, so I just want to get a little bit into who Huff is behind the P80 Fitness. You know what I'm saying? When the last time you purchased something that you actually love or something for yourself? When was the last time I really bought something for myself? Uh, let's see. Um it's crazy. I bought a pair of running shoes. Did you? <laughs> It'd be the smallest things. <laughs> I was thrilled about that one. Um, I just got back into running. I kind of shied away from, well, I wouldn't, I shied away from the heavy lifting. My my normal lifting, most people, heavy lifting, but I kind of shied away from that and got into running a little bit. So I bought some traditional running shoes. What I think they call hookah, hoka. I bought some of those. Oh, with the, with the heel on? I mean, with, with, the, with the... Yeah, they made for running. Oh, okay. How do you like them? Because I've been seeing I a lot. I love them. Mm. I, I love them because, you know, I, I typically run about two to three miles daily, something like that. Nothing crazy. I ain't no serious runner, but two to three miles pretty much every day. Okay. What's up with the no shoes, man? It's like, well, I know everybody want to know. <laughs> but it's, it's crazy. Um, my family is from Alabama, and that's kind of what we did as kids. We played outside with no shoes on, and as time progressed on and on and on that just became nature it just felt comfortable to do that so in the gym and when i squat most people power lifters know when you deadlift or squat it just feel comfortable me and more it just make you more grounded so that's kind of where that came up growing up and spending a lot of time in alabama as a kid okay so should you when you do power lifts or you know deadlift should you use a flat shoe or um, your well squatting you can use a heel but i prefer flat deadlift you want to be flat so you can push through the ground so the more you put force to the ground, the more you go up. Mm, so the vertical you get. Okay, so a lot of people be deadlifting and squatting with the bubble, with the Nikes, with the bubble. That's it, wrong. They're going to tear their knees up. Right, and I did. You know yep. what I'm saying? I did, and I almost killed my ankle, man. Yep. I almost killed my Achilles doing you, that. You're trying to be more flat, more more stable. Right. So, um, yep. What Would you say your self-disciplined muscle is in shape or need a good workout? Now, what'd you say? Would you say um, your self-disciplined muscle is in shape or it needs a, a, a good workout? Basically meaning... The self-discipline that you have, waking up at four, um, being driven at doing what you're doing, you might, you know, be, okay, I've been doing this for 20-plus years, and I'm kind of laid back a little bit. Do you think you need to tighten up a little bit, or you think that I'm, my self-discipline? It's, it's crazy. The older I get, the more, <coughs> the more discipline I get. Because um, the older you get, you have to become more disciplined. Because when you're younger, you can kind of let things sway a little bit and still make it up. But when you get older, everything got to be like pattern. My days tight, are right, pattern. Right. It's tight. And I'm more, I become, I'm more disciplined now than when I was, when I was 25 or 30. Um, even though I was wild in the gym at that age, now I'm more, it's more structured. It's more strategic. Yep, yeah, I'm, yeah. It's more planning now. Before then, I just freestyled it and got away with it. But now I don't try to do that. I don't try to freestyle anything. Everything is kind of like programmed, structured, 
I'm more scheduled now. I'm using computers. I'm doing all that now. Before, yeah. I, everything was just in my head. Everything just went off what I thought that day. It come with time, though. You yep. know what I'm saying? It came with time. Oh, it definitely It come with a lot time. of time. Yep. It come with a lot of time. Yep. So speak to me a little bit between, you know, the pandemic where you going virtual, you know, and mm-hmm. now how you kind of switched. Because I know once, you know, the gyms closed, I know that was kind yep. of a big thing for you. Well, I would say it's weird to say the pandemic was good to me. A lot of people say that, though. It was a blessing in disguise, man. The pandemic was good with me. I didn't take no government money, none of that. I didn't do none of that. The PP, all that loan stuff, I Mm. I did not get any of that. Um, Well, luckily, I have a great following. But what I did, I switched everything to online because I already had classes, mm. which most guys didn't teach at the time because most guys thought boot camp, boot camp classes was lame. But that's something that I did always. Mm. So all I did was put the camera in front of the class. Mm. And I did it in my living room, and 60, 70 people were doing it with me every day. Right. So and now, and I never missed a day of rent in, my, in the gym and nothing like that. So basically, I'm rolling out my bed into my living room, popping in front of the computer, I ain't got. A, I ain't cutting on no light, no gas, no nothing, no weights, no nothing. So every money came, pretty much came to me. So it was so, a blessing in disguise, really, yeah, though. Yeah, and it helped a lot of people. Yep, it helped a lot of people. And um, even when we started, I started loaning out my weight to my clients, to my existing clients. I started loaning weights up to them, keep the dumbbells until we got back open. Or I go out shopping, find places with dumbbells, buy them, let them buy them for me. Um, Shit, mostly discounted. Mm. I wasn't charging them nothing. It was just I was just making sure that people had something to move. Right. I felt that um, if I did that, and I was keeping people mind off what was going on, and it just blew up into a big thing. Every time I looked up, every class I did, you know, it was sixty to seventy people online per class, mm. several yeah. times a day at that. That's crazy because you you had a big following from. Since you were on Eight Mile, yep, and then you moved from the last uh, oh, location. Spot, spot. Yeah, we grew every year. Um, this move here was not a planned move. You know, I was forced to move here. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get into it yeah, for yeah, sure. But yeah, we just grew each year. We tried to grow, 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 grow. I hated to leave that um, Eight Mile spot because that was the one that was dear in my heart. That in my heart, that was my first building. It wasn't big. We outgrew it by a lot. Yeah, but it's just something. Your first, you don't want to get rid of. Right, because yep. it's like your baby. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It started, yep. that, that was your very first gym, right? My very first building. I trained out of my house for 10 years before I bought a building. Mm. So a lot of people don't know that I because uh, I, I opened, that's why you say 2010. Okay, 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 okay. That's when I first had brick and mortar. Oh, I was, okay. I was training out of my house. For 10 years? 10 years out of my house, yep. Jesus Christ. But you was going back and forth to the gyms, like powerhouse uh, and stuff like I that? I never really <clears> trained. I never really trained at a commercial gym. I took a job at when LA Fitness first got here. Well, I was there working out with a person. The guy working there was like, man, let's make some money together. I'll hire you at L.A. Fitness. I'm like, cool, why not? I ain't doing nothing. Yeah. I said, cool, we'll do it. But I still had my gym. So I, I kept them separate. I work at L.A. Fitness, go to my gym, work at L.A. Fitness. I was just going back for up and down Telegraph all day long. <laughs> I go open up L.A. Fitness at um, 5 in the morning, work from 5 to 8, take my kids to school, go open up PAD at 9, work 9 to 12, go to L.A. Fitness, work from 1 to 3, go pick my kids up from school, open PAD up at 5, Work from P85 to 8 and then close L.A. Fitness. I did that for five years. That's all you knew at that time. That's what I did. That's what it takes to build a successful building. You got to right. put your all into something if you want to be successful. So I knew this was what I wanted to do, so I put my all into it. Right. Speak a little bit about how your wife um, stood behind you. Biggest supporter. It wouldn't, it wouldn't, P80 wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. Actually, she bought my first, my first pair of dumbbells, my, my bench. And I had a kettlebell. That's all I had. I had a dumbbell, a bench with 300 pounds, and a kettlebell. That's how my training started. Mm. And 
she bought that. That's something I wanted to do, and she just been behind it. We weren't even married at the time, and she bought that for me, and it just grew from there out of my basement. The most successful people I know have their wife behind them when they yep. didn't have nothing. Yep. You know I would saying? say my wife by my side. I would never say behind. She don't like that. Not shit. behind me. You're right. Yeah. You're right. By your side. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Y'all yep. grew together. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? A lot of we people, actually grew together. That's right. for sure. We grew together. Right. Yep, and a sure. lot of people don't understand, you know, having somebody strong next to you while you're building. She let me be me. Right. Instead of, like, judging who I was. She knew who I was when we first met. She knew I was this wild individual that always said whatever, and it never was a problem. So she knew what she was getting into when we met. So it wasn't nothing like that. And my biggest, like I say, it wouldn't be no P80 or me without her. Mm. Out to her, man, for being, you know, such a strong supporter because I feel like men need that support today. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We need that, um, that backbone, man, because yeah. some days we don't want to get up and do it, you know, yeah. and sometimes we need that push. You know, especially mm-hmm. from our wives, our girlfriends, our, our sisters somewhere. And us us being men, we go through too much, you know, yeah. already. You know what I'm saying? And I know, you know, a few years ago, you came to work, you know what I'm saying, feeling good or whatever, and you seen your building on fire. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, this how the regular Tuesday night, um, about to start kickboxing class. And the next thing you know, coach, smoke coming in the building. You know, you don't think much of it. You think next door, you know, a little fire or something called the fire department. The next thing you know, the whole roof just, boom, catch a fire. And then it just catch on from building to building to building to building. And then we sitting in the parking lot, man, my wife sitting in the car, and we just watching our, our dream just burn down right in front of us. You know, she panicking, and, you know, first thing I thought, man, my wife panicking. That's the first thing I thought, like, man, I can't have that. So I got to be, I'm the one that got to be firm and strong. So I'm thinking of my next move. Instantly. My next move was that next day. I told everybody to go get a membership at LA Fitness and we rocking from there at five in the morning. So we did that. The very next day? Very next day. Mm. Very next day we was I told everybody to get a membership, we gonna go from there. So we did that. And I only charged everybody a hundred dollars a month to train with me. That that's not a lot. And then luckily that summer it didn't rain at all. So we had boot camps and classes outside. It did not rain. Rain did not interfere me that whole summer, so it seemed like it was just on my side. Mm-hmm. So um, I happened around the fire, happened around like, mm, I think like April, uh, May. We opened up in the next building by late, late, late August. Okay. Talk to me a little bit about your mentality when all of that was going on. I know you That's did, where that hard to kill came from. And that's that my next question. That, that give, me the, give me the definition of hard to kill. Hard to kill, like uh, nothing can bury me. Okay. No matter anything can happen to me, I'm going to still come out on top. Like, like the movie, Hard to Kill, because I saw one of my, Stephen Seagal was one of my favorite actors at the time, and one of his movies right. was Hard to Kill. Right. So, and that's where that mentality came from. He's like, every, anything can happen to me, I'm still going to come out on top, so. You said um, on one of your posts, you said, I learned a lot from this day, and it taught me you must fight adversity head on if you want to come out. You know, only, the only thing on your mind, you got to stay, you know, in hard to kill mode. You know yep. what I'm saying? And is that, that's where that drive came from? You know, most people fold. You'll be amazed. Most people today what, what happened to me, most people fold. Facts. I'm like, I'm going to get a new job. I'm about to go to the plant. It's over with. Facts. Um, I don't want to do nothing else. Mm-hmm. So this is a, this is where you got to fight for something you want. You got to fight for it. Mm-hmm. So this is something I wanted to do. So I was like, I don't want to do nothing else. I don't want to go work in no plant. Nothing against nobody that work in the plant. That's just not what I wanted to do. Right. So and I, knew, I knew I met a little bit, a lot. I met a lot to the community. So I knew I had to get it back open. How was your support system during that time? Man, support system was huge. Next thing I look up, I'm on Fox 2. Um, I'm on Channel 4, radio stations want to interview. It's crazy. Radio station interviewed me while the fight was happening. I don't know how they got my phone number, mm. nothing like that. Um, 
Um, a couple of the clients, they started a GoFundMe because I didn't want no parts of that. Mm-hmm. I I didn't want no parts of that. I thought that was just, uh, was like, uh, what would you call it? Like, uh, sympathy. Yeah, like, like it's sympathy, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, I didn't okay. want it. I'm like, I'm not built like that. It's crazy. As men, we don't want the help. You get what I'm saying? I didn't want that. I didn't want it. it, it and a lot of people think, like, I'm not shooting it down, but people don't know what it takes to start a business. Like, it did raise some money. But that money was literally gone in one shot. It wow. Was, and people think if you you got eight nine thousand dollars, you should. Well, I would never use number one. Never use GoFundMe because they're gonna get about if you got ten thousand dollars, they getting four of it. Ooh, I ain't so, know that. Oh, yeah. oh shit, that's how they. I ain't know money. that. That's when people be setting up <laughs> GoFundMe's. Don't do that. Mm. If you want somebody to do something, set up your cash. Cash app, right? Okay, okay, okay. I'm glad. I'm glad he said that on here, y'all. So y'all know, don't use the don't GoFundMe use account, right? Okay. And a lot of people thought like, oh man, he got some money from GoFundMe. Man, no. <laughs> you know, just to get a commercial building, you need about 15 racks just, mm. just to start. That's right. just that's just to get the the real estate stuff started. Okay. Not alone getting the insurance, open, close, getting the moving the stuff in, getting the floor together, fixing the building. People didn't forget all about that. And they was like, oh, didn't you have insurance? I have, I have liability because I didn't have no, what would you call it, no equipment of, like, real value, like computerized stuff. I didn't have that. All I had was steel and all that. So I only had liability on my clients. So if you got hurt in here, you got taken care of. Right, right. Insurance. I didn't have no insurance. Like so you that. had to start all the way from the bottom. Way, no, nothing. All the way over. You know, started all the wow. way over. We got a few things out the building, you know, a few bars, a few plates, but... Um, after that, we switched from steel. That's when I switched from steel to Olympic weights because um, I, I didn't get nothing off of that. It wasn't no insurance. Nothing. All that did was just cover up. I closed and walk away. Mm. So basically, everything after the fire is just walk away. We closed out our, our deal with the um, the company there because um, either they found us a new building in the same area or the same size, and they couldn't. So we all signed off and said, boom, here you go. You're free to go. You're out your lease. So I walked away with nothing. So starting from ground zero. So how did you restructure your business with P80, you know, after that? It's always a template. It's always going to be my same template of my business. It's always going to be that same base going to always be the same. I'm learning new business tactics as I get older. Okay. I'm learning how to do more things to be more more business savvy savvy, because I really wasn't business savvy. Like the business and dealing with the people, like paying the money and all this kind of stuff, charging people. When you know yourself a value of four hundred dollars, stand tall on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody tell me I ain't got it. Well, give me a hundred. Let's work. You know that stuff don't happen no more. Okay. So now it's more business like now. So it ain't like more. I'm just taking anything or anybody telling me a sob story because everybody lie about sob story. Everybody, everybody have a don't. Everybody <laughs> do not have a sob story. Right. <laughs> so you know you can go pay, hang out in the club, do X, Y, and Z, which you can do whatever you want with your money. But as far as training, if you want to pay for it. You pay for it if you don't. Now I'm like, if you want it, you want it. If you don't, you don't. Okay. You know, and I'm I'm at that stage of where I train now. It's either you want to do it, fine. If you don't, you don't. Okay. So speak to me a little bit about how. Okay, I call you Huff. I want to start training. You know what I'm saying? And first time I ask you, what's your goals? Okay. Um, and what are you training for? That's one of my biggest things I ask people. You know, and I always tell them like, number one, PAD can get any goal that you want, but you got to want to be here. Uh, this place is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't just can't come in here and work out. Like, there's so many other gyms around. This place might not be your fit. That's one of my things I tell people. I'm like, if you got to go, we're going to get after it. If you're not going to be consistent, it's not for you. Okay. If you don't want to work hard, it's not for you. If you want to come in and think 
you about to take videos all day, not for you. Because that's the new thing now. Go okay. to the gym, do a little 10-second video, and then and post, post it. And it. say I worked. Right. And any videos you come up from here, they coming from, from me. <laughs> right. They coming from me. It's me actually filming. They don't know if they've been filmed. Right. So we don't, that's another thing. We don't allow filming. Okay. And, and if, if anything, I was like, I'll film it and approve it. Okay. If you want to post something, because everybody want to post something on their media site. That's cool. I get that. Right. Especially if you like, oh, man, I lost this amount of weight or I was squatting 100 pounds a month ago. Now I'm at 200 pounds. Of course, you want to show your progress. Mm-hmm. So I let that happen. But as far as everybody, every five minutes, everything you do, you popping out of camera. Not going to happen. We need that, man. Because how, how do you feel about the new fitness influencers? You know what I'm saying? Everybody who wants to be a fitness influencer now, Instagram influencer. They it's go. killing the fitness business. Mm. It's killing the fitness business. It's cool. I'll never hate on nobody for getting bread. You know, get your money. But it's killing the fitness business because a lot of people think, you know, I can do what they're doing on here and now I get fit. And it's not true. In less than 20 days. It's yeah, yeah. not going to happen like that. Influencers are trying to get followers and likes and get a check. Which is cool, which I which is is cool. There's nothing right. wrong with it. But as far as like basing your fitness goals off of that, they influence. They're just trying to influence you to do something. It's not a program. Okay. So so when you when a, when a person comes in here and say, Huff, I want to change in six months or three months, put it like that, thirty days or ninety days. You know, those are unrealistic goals. Yep. You let them know like this can't. This not gonna. This not, not gonna, gonna be like somebody say, Oh man. Um, I'm coming in the first. My birthday is this, and I want this. Well, it's not for you. Mm. You can go from here. <laughs> you keep it real, you, though. You, you, I'm going to tell you the truth. But um, uh, I like people that got realistic goals. Like, um, well, I tell them if they tell me what they want, then I tell them another template of what they should be um, gunning for. If they agree, we sign up. If not, they can move on. But I like people, if they got a goal, they they shooting for at least three months minimum. Okay. You shooting three months, that means you really you got a goal in mind. Can you change in three months? Change in three months, you can change in 30 days. Mm. If you put that, like, we do a lot of 30-day challenges here. Okay. And you can change in 30 days if you put the work in. I've seen you can lose 10, 15 pounds in 30. You can change, you know, your muscle mass. You can get leaner. You, If you're doing everything right in 30 days, you can, you can change. Right. It all it starts with the mentality. Yeah, though. we do a lot of challenges. We do a lot of 30-day challenges. I think we own about season nine or ten or something like that. Where whoever transformation looked the best in 30 days, you win the pot. Okay. So you can change in 30 days, depending on, like I said, dedication. Okay. What's one of the most valuable lessons you've learned in 2023? Mm, 23, well, what would I say? Um, I would say not just this year alone. Um, bet on my, it's always on me. Um, I would say I'd never count on nobody. I'm never counting on nobody. Um, that's, that's been an overall lesson. Always count on me. Um, because counting on somebody else is not going to work. Mm. Uh, you're not going to be successful constantly counting on somebody. I always count on myself and build from me. Okay. So, um, you know, we, I want to talk a little bit about working with younger athletes. Because I see you uh, working with a lot of track stars, a lot of up-and-coming football players. You've worked with some of the best football players. Yeah, we have. Um, that's why I call you the best trainer in Michigan. Because I, I don't see – I mean, my vision might not be as, you know, wide. But I don't see um, a lot of trainers – that a lot of young football players come. I see you posting people who just signed to Alabama, like, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. So talk a little bit about, you know, training the younger kids up to who they are now. Well, that's something I really, that's, like I said, that's my fun time. That's okay. what I like doing. Saying young people are our future, so if somebody, you got to invest in your young people. So I feel like if I'm investing in the young people, they can pass it down to the next young person so that, that it can just keep moving and moving and moving and moving and moving. Because if you invest, because if you ain't investing in young people, 
We ain't gonna have nothing. Everything right. gonna stop. Right. So I, that's why I invest into the young people because they can once they get to a certain point, they can pass it down to the next young person. Then we keep going like that, and we can keep it moving like that. And that's how we keep moving a little bit because some of the older guys may come in the gym, and I'll be there telling like I was in the same spot you was mm-hmm. in not too long ago, mm-hmm. and look where I'm at. So right. that's that motivation. I, or they see their jersey on the wall, or look at my media and say, "Man, I remember such and such was in here." It's like a video people still look at. Um, when People Jones was in high school, he was doing a 50-inch box jump. That mm. video went viral on Twitter. And his kids today still talk about that video, certain things they see. Like, man, I remember they see him now. I'm like, I remember he was at Huff Gym when he was younger. Yep, yep, yep. And so it's a lot of things that people re- re- remember when they seen it happen here. Like, man, he was here. If I work hard, maybe I can do it too. Okay. Do you feel like some of the parents push their kids too hard? Way too hard. That's okay. one of the biggest things. That's going on today. That's what's, that's why um, youth athletics are being short. There's too many parents living through their kid. Mm. And and like here, parents are not allowed to come in when they drop their kid off. Oh, wow, really? Mm-mm. Okay. No, they can't watch because they think training is like almost like a sport. Like they pushing them like it's like a like it's actually a game. So we don't let parents come in. Some kids are not built for this. If we see a kid that's not ready for PA, we get their parents' money back. Okay. Like this is not for him. Okay. You can give your money to somebody else. That's who won't take it. So. Our kids are like represent our brand, right? Because when you go somewhere, people are like, man, that's a PAD kid. You can't, uh, you representing me. Facts. I, I don't want that because you can go, on, you can go to any football field. Okay, I know that's one of Huff kids because how they train. Yep, right. that's what I want right there. So everybody ain't built that way. So we are kind of give your money. You can go wherever you want to go. It's not here. How how are the kids mental when they come in? You know what I'm saying? They might be like, okay, I feel more comfortable with Huff because my daddy is on my ass. You know what I'm saying? And he might be cheap. And that's why I make the parent leave. Okay. Because the kid feel more old because if the parent in here, they're constantly trying to look over, trying to please the parent. No, that ain't and, right. No, and, yeah. and not really trying to get the job done, what they need to be doing. So some parents, you, you can't come in here. Okay. Go sit in the car. When they're done, they'll come out. Okay. So how have P80 grown over the years, you know, over the last three years? Like, what, what would you say the, the biggest um, growth spurt for you? Biggest growth spurt for you? We're starting to reach more outside of Michigan. We, 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 we becoming more nationally known. Okay. It ain't just like Detroit or the metro area of Michigan. We're starting to reach out a little bit. Thanks to track. Our name really got out because of track. That's how the P80 speed name came up. Thanks to track, we had got it. Um, we got a little bit bigger because of that. Shout out to um, Darnell Hall and Karen Hall, who kind of let me into the track program and kind of put me into that that little format right there. So that's how we got out a little bit with our speed training. Okay, would you say track is one of the most biggest programs you have today? No, I wouldn't say that. Um, track, football, they all equal. That's what just like, like track is like my pastime. That's what I like to do. Okay, but all our programs are equal. We have a lot of girls basketball, a lot of volleyball. All our sports are pretty equal. How do you how do you juggle all of this? You know, um, tracking the speed, the weight look like. How do you <laughs> good health? Good health. Good, good, good health. Um, you know, I got a good staff. I have a great staff behind me, and they learn everything. They learn is learned through here, out in these walls. Not Instagram, not no book, no nothing. They learn from me, so everything is taught through me. So the it's a system. Okay. So they run the system. That's all they know is the system. Okay. We run the system. Like a um, like a line at the plant, the car it just keep moving. Mm. As long as that, we got we just gotta. It's, it's the system. How important is it to have a team? Super important because if I didn't have a team, I would have to be here every day, all day, which I am. But uh, I can get up and leave and do what I want to do now. Right, you you've like, done that before yeah. too, though. Yeah, I'd be gone like two, three weeks at a time. Like if I'm at a track meet, like Junior Olympics, I'm gone. 
we go out a lot of we go out of town a lot for track. Now I have a good team in place where I feel comfortable when I leave. Everything the gym is not going to leave lose a beat. Right. Yeah. Do so. you feel comfortable? Um, like I said, leaving a few for a few weeks or whatnot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh man, I. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for I, sure. I have a team. My team is like that. Okay. Um, what is your diet like? What is what is Huff's diet like? My, my diet. My diet is a wild diet. <laughs> because um, for me, sorry to cut you off. For me, it's like my arch nemesis. Is cookies and cake well, and donuts. Luckily, I don't eat sweets. Oh, you don't? Okay. Uh, sweets is not a big thing on me like that. But I eat regular food like any other body else. Like, if I feel I want to cut weight, my discipline will let me cut down to the weight I want to be. But I'm normal like anybody else. If I want some fried chicken, yep, going to eat some fried chicken. Okay. But if I need to stop eating fried chicken for a while to get to a certain weight, I can discipline myself to stop. I'm pretty normal. Right. I'm pretty normal, but I'm I'm pretty good at getting people getting to the goals they need to be. It's not about me. It's about the people I train. That's what influencers go wrong. It's always about them, mm-hmm. not the people they train. P80 is never about me. It's about the people I train. That's why I try to post the people that come through here. It's not. It's never about me. So if you based on everything about me, everybody be trying to squat 700 pounds. Right. Blah, blah, blah. That's not it. That's not what we're trying to do. That's right. what I love to do. Right. Um, P80 is not about me. That's what people used to get it so wrong. Oh, man, I saw that guy lifting 700 pounds and doing this and doing that. That's not good for you. That's what I like to do. Right. It's not what we're um, doing for our athletes and everything. That's what I do. That's what people had to learn to separate over the years. What I love to do is not what we train our people to do. What I do is not for my clients. Right. I very rarely even see you post you working out. You know what I'm saying? If P80 is not about me. Yeah. I'll say every rare Every now and then, I always post to people, like, let people know I'm still here. I'm still that guy. Yeah, yeah, for I, sure. You got to pop your shit here, yeah, for sure. Every now and then, I do that. But P80, it's not about me. Okay. It's, it's about the people here. And that's what a lot of trainers do. If you, me, personally, if I see a trainer that posts themselves constantly, that's somebody I wouldn't deal with. I need to see what you, who you training and what they look like. And what's the, the goals what's that they achieve? Yeah, right, yeah. Right. you can look good, but are your clients looking good? I tell people all the time, some of the best college strength coaches are old dude with a big belly, but just super smart. Mm. But he can get anybody strong fast and everything. It's about knowledge. Okay, right. If you see a doctor, you see all the doctors out in the smoking session, but he'll come in there and tell you not to smoke. Facts. But he's out there smoking. <laughs> right. Like, it, it, it doesn't have to be what you have to. It's great to have to be in shape. It's good to have your trainer in some kind of shape. Don't get me wrong. But everybody's like, oh, you see that trainer? He wasn't in shape. But if he's smart and know what he's doing, I'd rather have somebody smart and know what he's doing. To get me in shape. I don't care what you look like, but if you can get me to where I want to be, mm-hmm. I'm good like that. That's like you saying, I don't want no old fat mechanic working on my car, but that guy can put an engine in your car. Man, in what? In, in, 30, in, in three days, you, you know, know what I'm saying? You don't need that. Right. You don't necessarily, people get it. It's a fine line between that. Do you want a trainer that know what they can demonstrate stuff sometimes? Yeah. But it, he doesn't have to be that super fit person. He doesn't, you don't have to be that super long as you know your job. Right. They say the, the, the biggest muscle in your body is your, your brain. Yeah, is that the truth? You, you well, that's well, that's what keep everything going. Right, that's right. what keep everything going. <clears throat> and like you said, a lot of people go off what you look like. You know yep. what I'm saying? They want to know how you, you looking. Yep, and my goals are totally different from an athletic goal. Right, I'm not jumping over a hurdle. I'm not running a football. I'm not throwing <laughs> a baseball. I'm not doing none of right. that. I I work out the way to make me feel comfortable. That's what I like doing. I, most people should work out what makes them feel like comfortable, not. What somebody else think? If you working out, if your body look great to you, and you working it out, that's great. Now, when most people are like out of shape, obese, I'm comfortable with me. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Stop it. That's something that they put in their mind to they, make them feel okay. Stop it. Yeah, that's yeah. not okay because you now you're dealing with heart disease and all that. 
it's not okay to say I'm I'm happy who I am. You may be happy who you are, but you messing with your health. So that's what a lot of people I hate. That's one line I do hate. Like I'm comfortable being me. Yeah, you may be comfortable being you, but that's unhealthy. But so, are you happy though? Yeah, you they know say I mean? that. They say that. That's some bullshit. If I'm walking up the stairs and I'm getting tired at the top of the stairs, that's not happy. Exactly. That's yeah. not happiness at all. And yeah. I, I've I've been coming to the gym for a while now. And shout out to you for helping me start my. You yeah, know, I remember yeah, it well. Yeah, it was it was tough. Yeah. It was some days I wanted to give up, but yeah. you've helped me start my um, fitness journey. And it's like I can't do without the gym now because I know the the positive effects that comes from the gym. And I know what I've gained even mentally while I'm in the gym. You get what I'm saying? The gym is like a good drug. It it is a good drug. It's a good drug. And I try to explain that to people all the time, and they don't understand it. Why you go to the gym so much? You don't even understand. I can't. I can can miss one day, but it can't go no past that. I have to go do something Something physically to move my body. Right. To say I move my body. I can go one day, and I got to, for me to miss that day, I got to be really tired or something really wrong with me not to go. Because I got to do something where it's walking, it's something. Mm. I have to do something physically and move daily. I have to. I've even seen you have surgery. You still was moving. Three knee surgeries. Yeah. Three knee surgeries. Shout three out to you for making it through three, that, man. Because a lot of people, right would, like you said, a lot of people would have folded after yeah, that. Three That's knee crazy. surgeries, two bulging discs in my back. Um, Golly. Is arthritis. That for- <clears throat> um, arthritis in my shoulders and elbows. Um, man, it's a, it's a lot. It's just being older, being from being an athlete. Yeah. yeah all the years. It's wearing tear on my body. Yeah, I mean, that, that come with it, though. You that expect that. It, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I had surgeries and bounced right back and... It is your mentality. Yeah. Like I said, it's not hard to kill mentality. I ain't trying to fold. Right. I always say real men don't fold. Facts. Talk a little bit about discipline, you know, how you have discipline in the gym. Because when motivation stops, you have to have discipline. Yep. That's... And you you can have a thousand things going on a day. You know what I'm saying? And you got to still deal with huff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You you deal with 50 people a day at the minimum. You get what I'm saying? How do you like, deal with discipline? Well, discipline right now, This is I have a set time that is for me to work out and do what I want to do. And that time, I don't fold or break anybody. Only way I broke it today, I broke it for you today. My man, I appreciate you for that, bro. I really <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate you for that. <laughs> I broke it today because usually this is my time where I might just be in here by yeah, myself. Yeah, thank you, work. thank you, thank you. I'm working out. I'm doing what I need to do. And a lot of times I may go to a gym like Planet Fitness where nobody know who I am. Wow, really? I didn't know that. Yep, and go every now and then I catch somebody, but typically the brand of people I deal with not at Planet Fitness. Yeah, nothing exactly. wrong right, with right, it. Right, right, right. But I usually go run, you know, run on the treadmill. They got a couple of machines I like because of my arthritis and my elbow. Mm. You know, I like using a few few machines. I do that. Mm. So I always do that between, I say roughly in between twelve and. About I try to be done by 2.30. Okay. So that's my window to do whatever I want to do. Okay. That's my discipline to work out. I got to get it done in that window. That's my window to do whatever working out I want to do. Okay. I've sat in the gym. Well, I've sat in the parking lot at the gym. You know what I'm saying? Because I did I have. <laughs> I didn't want to go in. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, shit, man. I don't feel like doing this today, man. I do some. Okay, I'm referring to me now. When I don't want to work out, you know what I'm saying? I need that motivation and that drive to go in there because I know what it's going to potentially make me in the future. You know what I'm saying? Self-motivation is something that everybody has to deal with. They say, what self-motivate you? What motivate me cannot motivate the next person, you know, because I sat in the gym parking lot. But guess what? 
Ah, that 30 minutes or so may pass. I'm going to get up and go in right, right, eventually. Right, right, I'm right, eventually right. going to go. But self-motivation is, that's the key word, self. Okay. And you got to find out what motivates you to get up and go in there because some people just don't have it because that's why we have a lot of people out of shape and that don't go to the gym. They don't have no self-motivation. Uh, mm -hmm. You can't depend on nobody else to motivate you. Nobody motivates me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to – nobody motivates me but me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, oh, I saw this person doing that. Nah, that didn't motivate me. I motivate the things you see me do is because I motivated myself. Right. Because the people that work out with me and been here with me, they'll tell you I talk to myself. Uh, I do a lot of wild things. I certain songs gear me to do certain <laughs> things. Um, I'm, I'm a very so self motivated person. So I think people got to be. It's on them. They got to find out what motivate them. If nobody can make you motivated, um, it is nobody can motivate nobody. I don't think it's possible. It's not. It's not, man. Um, have you ever felt like this wasn't for you? Have you ever felt like a time where, man, I, I'm tired. Like, I, I just want to throw in the towel. Like, I wouldn't say I was tired. I got tired of people. I wouldn't say I got tired of what I do. I got tired of the people and the people I deal with in our area, our region, not respecting what you do. And like, say, for instance, I've, I've been reasonably priced forever. Now I'm more geared towards, you know, my value. And then when you say your value and if you're, oh, I ain't paying that, I'm going over, I'm going to just go pay $10 at 10 Planet Fitness. Right. Well, and, and you know, it took, the business took a huge dive when I started taking a stand on that. Because, you know, if you got 50 people paying 150 you're going to survive, but you're working your ass off. Right. But now, you know, you're demanding a little bit more of your time and you're more structured a little bit, you know, you got to ask for a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think, oh, man, everybody think training is $100 a month. Untrue. Shit, most trainers are on $100 an hour. Mm, damn, you know? do they? Yeah. It's um, go to California, Texas, and all that, and people paying that because those states that you're in shape here, everybody think everything here, everybody think everything $10. Mm. Do you feel like Michigan is behind in the fitness industry? Yes. We got some, yes, we were, we're way behind. We got, we got a few people that stand out here, that stand out, but some of our fitness people wouldn't survive in other thriving places. Because they wouldn't, they wouldn't thrive. We got a few people here, not gonna name no names like that, but they, we got about a good three, four brands here that's that probably can thrive anywhere. But everybody else just doing it for the sake of doing it for the grand. Right. Okay. Yeah, we got to get out of that too, man. Because that that's only gonna take you so far. You know what I'm saying? And doing it for the gram is you trying to just portray an image, yep. and that's not good for your image. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, who is your hero? Like, who, who do you look up to? Who do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> man, people, I, I talk to the guys all around here. I said, it's no, it's no celebrity. It's nobody I look up to. If anybody, my dad. Okay. If anybody. But, like, it's no celebrity, no athlete, no nobody. Like, I said, oh, man, I want to take a picture to him. I want to talk with him. No, it's none of that. Nobody ever? Nah. Even when you were starting out, like, okay, like Ronnie Coleman or, you know, Arnold I like Schwarzenegger. What he did. I like what he did, but I wouldn't say, oh, man, I want to pattern myself. Never, ever wanted to do that. I would say, I'll, one thing I did, I love C.T. Fletcher's story. Okay. That if anybody I took a picture with, that's probably the only picture I ever treasured I keep that I took a picture with him. Okay. Other than that, I never wanted to stand in no line to take no pictures. I don't really follow celebrities on Instagram. None of that. I got to really like what you do um, for me to even follow you on Instagram. Like anybody, I probably follow The Rock. I like The Rock. Okay, yeah, yeah. I like The Rock. And wouldn't okay. say I idolize him, but yeah, I, like, for sure. I, I like The Rock. Because he's a good person outside like, of the outside fitness. Of yeah, the yeah, fitness, for sure. Outside of what he does. And I love the way he works, how he based his life around his fitness. Stuff. Right. So I like that part. But I wouldn't say I 
oh man, I patterned myself out of this person. My style is my style. It's, I'm unique. Mm. There's nobody out here like me. I now, is people patterning themselves after me? Fuck yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I feel like you are a good person to even look up to. You know what I'm saying? Or say, I want to run Because I'm going to give you any game, any knowledge you need. Because, like I say, I want young people to succeed. Why would I hold all this knowledge and die with it? That's that's crazy. It don't make sense. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't sure. make any sense. So, Gate, that's called a gatekeeper. Yep. Yeah, they call it gatekeeper. That, I don't want to do that. Right. Some people just want to hold everything. I don't want to tell them that's not me. If any young trainer, they'll tell you. They didn't call me or ask me or say anything. Anything you ask me, I help with. Okay. Yep. Now I got to guard that a little bit, my trust factor a little bit. You cause do. Because some, some people swear that they didn't do this, 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 or asked me this or got this from me. They, they were like, no, nah, I didn't do that. What you talking about? Right, right. But we get a lot of that, but that's okay. Do you feel like you don't get enough recognition for what you've done yeah. over the years? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because if I did, I'd be a millionaire. Mm. I'd be a millionaire right now. Most people in other states that do what I do are, are, are if you ask like any media site, people that do what I do in other states, they're millionaires. Yeah, or, they are. Or, or, or close to it. I'm not. I think you run yours a little different than them. I think they're more of the fitness influencer, kind sorta, of. S- sort of, kind of. It's the people, too, though. So, well, sort of, kind of. It's the people that other places that um, if they charge $300, they're going to get it. Here, we're not. Yeah. Yeah, they you right. It, and they get it. And in that way, they're building their brand. They're building their brand. You're building your brand. If I'm charging $100, I'm never going to catch up to somebody charging. Facts. I'm never going to catch up to that. So, You'll never build your brand. You won't be stopping in a little rat race on that little thing. Just keep pedaling because you only charge X amount of dollars. You can't grow. Right. So now you got to charge to grow. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm charging to grow. Okay. Like I don't, I'm not the day-to-day option. Um, I don't run the day-to-day here like this. I have my section of the day that I do. That's my part of the day. Mm. Every trainer has their own part of the day. Like my son deals with the afternoon. I deal with the morning. Okay. So everybody has, like I have my two trainers that work with me in the morning, he has his trainers that work with him in the afternoon. Okay. So we both have our own, you know, we have our own, like the morning looks different from the afternoon. Okay. How the gym is ran. If you come in the afternoon, if you're a morning person came in the gym, like, it's different. What time do you start your, your uh, morning workout? First session is 4.45. Okay. In the morning? Yeah. Damn. <clears throat> I'm behind. Like 4.45, 5. Okay. First one in the morning. Okay. Yep. That's the first one in the morning. Describe me a day at P80. They didn't pay to me. Oh, I go, go through my day. My day pretty simple. I'm going to just say what my day is. I wake up at 4, um, wake up, you know, daily stuff in the house, talk to my wife, boom, boom, move the car, head up, probably pull out my house about 4.30, get here about 4.45. Um, first session, probably from 4.45, 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock. Next group came in at 5.30. So I'm training pretty much from pretty much from 5 to about 11.30, do my workout, eat lunch, watch TV a little bit, talk to my grandson. Well, he's in school now, so I don't do that now. Go to track practice at 4 o'clock. Um, track practice from 4 to 5.30. Back at P80 by 5.45. Train at P80 for about 7. Teach whatever afternoon we class because I still teach all our classes. Hmm. Oh, then at 7 a.m. I do online. So I do an online class at 7 a.m. Then 7 p.m. I'm doing the class about 8, 8.30. Then I write whatever I'm going over for the next day and set up the gym for the next day. Typically I get out of here about 9.30, eat dinner at 10, talk to my wife for a minute then. Pretty much bad. Wow. That's amazing that one man can do all of that. That's, that's <laughs> like, a day. Like, I got to give it up to you for even, yeah. tra- you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, that's the day. For, for doing that, man. Um, yeah. What do you see P80 for 2024? Growth. <clears throat> Growth for sure. Uh, we're, I can see us in another state. Mm. 
I can see this in another as, state. As a branching off? Or branching just, off. Okay, okay, okay. Branching off. This is going to always be here. Home is home. Okay. I'm branching off, doing something different. Um, that's why I said we want to be more, like I said, when you say whatever, I say I want to be the best. Mm. And being the best, you can't just be in one place being the best. I had to learn that, too. Yep. Especially in Detroit, because a lot of people don't, I don't think a lot of people motivate themselves enough in Detroit. Hating the city ever. You think so? I know so. Mm. You, you don't, they don't cheer you on. They we don't. We don't cheer we don't cheer. Like, man, you was talking when you were sitting up. I watched you grow yeah, yeah. from what you did when you came from when you was at your high. Mm-hmm. You came to your low and then came back up. Mm-hmm. I sat and watched it. You did. I, you definitely I, did. I watched it when you was all going on the trips and mm-hmm. doing everything, doing everything you were doing. And then you came down, humbled yourself, and post, like, I got a regular job. Yeah, I did for $14 an hour. And people don't believe that story. They be thinking I'd be lying. It. Yeah. And I watched it. Yeah. So. Yep, I see, I see it's growing. I see it's growing. Me doing something different, more. I don't know if it's going to be college-based. I don't know if it's going to be pro-based. I don't know what it's going to be, but I know we're going to grow and move outside of Michigan a little bit more. Okay, so before we get out of here, let's talk a little bit about rest and recovery, how you rest and recovery, or how should we rest and recover? Rest and recovery is important and something I need to do better at because I'm always on the go. So I think that's something that rest and recovery is very important. Even getting in shape and everything you want to do, that's one of the most important things to do, but something I need to get better at as a person, like um, better rest, um, get more sleep. I don't do that. How many hours um, of sleep do you get? Man, if I go, I think I go to bed about twelve o'clock. And I wake <clears> up, night? yeah, about eleven thirty, twelve. But I wake up a lot, so you know I'm always thinking. So when you think a lot, you wake up a lot. Yeah. So I wake up, wake up a lot, and then the next thing you know, it's four o'clock. I got to get up. Then I do get a nap. I do get a midday nap. I would say about an hour nap. So I got to do better with that, and I got to do better with, like, scratching and all that kind of stuff because I'm always moving, moving, moving. I'm helping everybody else with recovery, but I, ain't, I don't have nobody helping me with recovery. Mm-hmm. So I don't got nobody that's doing deep tissue on me all the time or scratching on me or something like that. I don't have that really because I need somebody to come to me, mm-hmm. and it's hard to find somebody that's going to consistently come to you like that or change around your schedule for you. It's right. hard. Everybody just – like the funny part, I pay for I pay for whatever it is, and it's people don't like, understand that. Yep. Like I will pay whatever for a good massage, yep. man. You whatever can't I find need. it. But nobody, everybody want to say, well, I got to stay here and I got to do this. So whoever got a traveling, if you got a traveling business like that, hey, you should hit me up. Man, listen, yeah, you can make a lot of money doing that, man. Um, what are some of the fundamentals of being a trainer? Knowledge, knowledgeable, um, be certified. Study every day. You don't know everything because I don't know everything. One of the best tra- best trainers a trainer that's learning all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm learning all the time. That's probably the best advice I can get any trainer. You should be smarter than when you was the day before. I feel I'm smarter every day. I learn something every day. Okay. I, if that's what trainers, if you want to be up in tra- trainer, evolve. Because okay. if you say, if you're the same trainer you was five years ago, because I'm not the same guy. At all. When you run, at, all. at all. Yeah, not at all. I have some of my same principles, but I'm not the same guy. So, I'm evolving and learning all the time. You got to learn all the time. Would you recommend being a trainer? Uh, what do I say? Recommend if you're looking to be like making money right away. No, because mm. you're not. Because you got to build a following, and and you got to have a good support system. Uh, being a trainer is something that takes time. It's you're not gonna make. You'd be lucky to make fifty dollars a day. Damn, really? Yeah. So it has to be a passion. Inside of you, yeah, for sure. Be lucky. You got to build your brand up. If you're not building your brand up, or get with somebody that has a brand that's willing to pay you to work, 
like my like my trainers live well because I know I know what it what it is to right. be a struggling trainer. Right. And I don't want them to know that. Okay. Um, my trainers don't know that. Okay. They don't know. They they can say, oh, yeah, I want to make some money. Of course, everybody want to make more money. But I don't want them to feel what I felt like doing a boot camp for a donation. You got 50 people out there and you go to the jar and it's $20 in the jar. Mm. When they say, oh, it's only donations to come to boot camp and then you got 50 people out there and you go to the jar and it's 20 bucks. Mm. I don't want nobody to feel that. I felt that pain. Right. I don't want nobody to feel that one. Okay. So that's something I say. If you want to be a trainer, you better be able to work hard and, and humble yourself because you're not going to have the best of the best right away. Mm. Okay. Um. Thank you, man, so much for spending time with me at the Stab Lab. For I got a long list of stuff, but <laughs> we had to do part two or something like yeah. that, man. But uh-huh. um, do you recommend cold showers in the morning and stuff like that? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Go I- cold and go right to hot. <clears throat> that's that new thing they got out, the cold plunge. That's something that I'm trying to buy. But um, some cold, just a cold shower right when they wake you up, and then boom, go right to hot. That that joint set your body and wake you up like that. Okay, because you do the cryo spot, right? Yep, I okay. do that. Um, I'm working on getting a cold plunge. Listen, the cold plunge changed my life. Shout I'm, out to Motor City Float, also yep. for sponsorship as well. But that's the that was the coldest I've ever yep. been in my life. But when I got out, I was able was to function. Oh my god, you alert, and that's something. It's it's a lot of people that. Live and die by that cold plunge. That simple five, ten minutes in the morning, hop in, boom, and you you done. I need it every day, Huff. Yep. I have to do it every it, day. I'm telling you, it's, 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 it's people that can afford them because some of them cold plunges are like, uh, if you got one on your own, you look at them from ten to $15,000. Mm, wow. So, so it's a lot of like stars have them, actors have yeah, them, yeah. or people that's got money a little bit. That's cool to have. Okay. Because I'm... That's something next year we're gonna have, and I'm gonna be right. Here. I'm gonna be right here yeah. at the cold plunge every yeah. morning at yeah. four o'clock in the morning, man. Yeah. Um, but before we get out of here, man, I just want to tell you thank you so much. Do you want to leave any uh, advice for you know, viewers or any you know stories that you've had that changed your life or you know something that you just want to uh, get off your chest today? I, really, I will say adversity make you stronger. If you don't have no adversity in your life, you're not living. Okay, uh, that's for sure. Adver- adversity make you stronger and make you better. If you ain't had no adversity, you're not living or you're not pushing the envelope. Because okay. that's for sure. If you're pushing the envelope, you're going to have some adversity. So if you're walking through life with no adversity, you're you really not living. Through. Yep. For sure. Well, go ahead and let them know where they can find you at, man, what you got going on, you know, well, your page and stuff like that. Well, well, well <clears throat> where we at? Well, everybody know I'm located in front of you. Basically, my IG is probably the best way to get in contact with me, Grizzly Performance 80. That's probably the best way to get contact with me is there. And I'm sure my phone number is pretty easy because it's, it's been floating for 20-some years, 313-268-9555. That's been the same number for, like, man, 25 years. Wow. I same phone number 25 Crazy. years. Crazy. Yeah. That's one thing that don't change. That's something I learned from my high school coach. Okay. One of my players can always reach me. Say if a player you got and he get in trouble and I'm only he got one phone call, guess who number he going to remember? Mm. Mine. So and my deep. number and I, my number would never change. So if anybody that I deal with for real and they got that one phone call, they know, like they know Coach Hoff's number ain't changed. My number been the same about twenty five years. Wow, that's deep. So I learned that from my high school coach. Okay, so it's crazy because how you learn so much from people. You know what yep. I'm saying? You would think that people don't know as um, much, man. And like, that number didn't happen. Guys that call me when. Out of the blue. Right. Whether it's jail, trouble, <laughs> I need a jump, whatever. You are a very influential person, man. And like I said, I Thank appreciate you. you, you know, for what you've done for our community. From the kids to the adults to the older. I've seen you rehab people that came back from things that they didn't even think they can come back from. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've watched you grow, man. And I want to tell you to continue to 
you know, growing, man, and continue to, you know, keep working hard at what you're doing, man. Um, you can definitely follow me at Stab Lab Network. Um, you can follow us on YouTube. You can uh, catch this episode on Spotify, iTunes, all over the place, man. But I need y'all to really take heed to what we're doing. Um, you know, let's kind of, you know, stick together for 2024, man. Let's grow together and come to P80 and get you some training, man. I know y'all want to get rid of that big back. I know y'all want to, you know what I'm saying, get y'all bodies together for 2024. So stop by P80, man, as soon as possible and get with my man Huff. But like I said, I appreciate you, man, for spending time with me at the Stab right, Lab. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. I hope y'all have a good day. Day, a new happy year, um, and catch this episode again at the Stab Lab Podcast.